Hello, everyone. Hello. Hola. How is everybody on this uh, fine Friday? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Dudes with Beards podcast, episode eight. I'm Joe, and I'm and joining me today are my co-hosts, Matt, <laughs> Darren. The live video broadcast is being streamed from our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash show, And the video recording can also be found on our YouTube channel. Search for Dudes With Beards Podcast in the next couple of days. You can also follow us on Twitter at DWB Show. Uh, our podcast can now also be found on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify by searching for Dudes With Beards Podcast. And with that, uh, you know, welcome to episode eight. Um... I think we got some exciting news since uh, last time. I think we, we might have talked about it a little, a little bit last time, but uh, the uh, the exciting news is Matthew. <laughs> I'm old now. I turned 40 on the 11th. <laughs> I'm not old, no. The older I get, I realize that, man, maybe 80 will be old. Maybe. Maybe 80. We, I, I should have. Uh, maybe. Sent you that video of him getting iced on his 40th, and that way you could have played it for everybody. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been iced before? No. What, so if you don't know what iced is, Matt, what, explain what iced is. Uh, so if you're up and about and anyone uh, can drop down, what is it, Azima? It's serum, <laughs> Smirnoff ice. Smirnoff yeah. ice. That's why it's called See, that's iced. why I don't know about it. But... <laughs> You, they can just plop it down in front of you, then you have to get on one knee and chug it. So, yes, and you first had, time for everything. It only had, took forty years. You had pretty good form, though. I tried. Yes, but I Zach, was put on the Zach, spot. Zach showed you up and later. Zach's a pro. He is a pro. He's a pro. Open that gullet, Rook. Get a get a lot, relax the throat, Rook. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good night. That was a you know that was a good. Uh, Chillax is what I it wanted. It was chillax. Yeah. It was. Some good drinks, some good food. I mean, it wasn't, you know, a brew bus and yeah, all kinds that, of cool that was, that was tours a, for someone's birthday. Yeah, that was yeah. a crazy 40th. I think you may have actually been a, a little bit happier alcohol-wise on his 40th than oh, yours, weren't you? Yes. Dude, <laughs> I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we, 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 we visited. So if you guys don't know, what the, there's a brew bus that goes. There's, there's a Cincinnati one. I think there's one in Dayton, too. But we are privileged to have a bunch of local uh, craft breweries around us. And there's a company. Um, what is it? Is it? Cincy, Cincy Brew Bus. Cincy Brew, Brew Bus. bus. Yeah. And they do. You can go on there and you can you can do. They, they Well, they used to. I don't know. They're probably not doing it right now. But yeah. they would do it a couple of times a week in the summer. And they would just randomly pick the – well, they would know where they were going. But you didn't know maybe necessarily which brewery they were going to visit. But if you did a private party and enough people, mm-hmm. you can pick the breweries you want to attend. So we did that. We had a bus for Darren's birthday. And yes. It was a bus. Like, it was yeah. an old school yes. bus. <laughs> like, but, but what really was the coolest thing is, like, everybody was quiet and whatnot and – Listen to the guy tell his stories about you know hungover and and uh, the story about little kings and all that and then it was so quiet <laughs> and then like after the second or third <laughs> sorry uh oh mute mute <laughs> but uh, you know it got louder and louder and louder and then on the way home it was just 
it was just way crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was. I, I want to do that again. I mean, it was what, 13 or 14 of us? Yeah. It wasn't a ton, like, because they have two, they have a they have a like a, the smaller party bus, and then they have yes. the the full size one. And I think the one we were on, they said people. On, oh, easily, which yeah. we did, you know. And I think that was the only one they had available, so that's just the one we ended up getting on. But it was fun. Our driver was cool. We um we went to Braxton, Rheingeist, Madtree, Urban Artifact. Urban, and we yes. started at Urban, didn't we? Yes, yeah. we started at yep. Ur- Urban Artifact. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know, Urban is in an uh, old. Oh, it's in a. Functioning church's basement. Yes. Yep. It's so cool. Yes. And um, we can put a few pictures up from that. It's still on my Facebook page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, to, since we're talking about uh, alcohol already, um, before I get tell, uh, well, quickly. So today we're going to be talking about uh, uh, Starlink beta that's upcoming. The comet, is it, it's Neowise, right? Yeah, Neowise. I mean, not, not Pennywise, like right. the clown. And is it near Earth orbit? I don't know what the Ys I, is. I, I don't you guys know. know. Okay, I, maybe it'll be in the article later. Yes. I don't remember it's that being called out. But uh, uh, Porsche has a new 3D printed piston. Yes. Five uh, G factory automation and how that could disrupt could uh, cause some disruption. And the new 2021 Ford Bronco. It's a lot of news around that this week. So uh, before we get into those topics, however, um, talk about a little bit about what we're uh, what we're drinking today. Um, we have a couple of things. Um, uh, I think Darren, you were doing some PBR. PBR. I've got a, uh, a Rheingeist, uh, cloud harvest, unfiltered, uh, juicy IPA. This is my last one of a six pack that I bought a while back, a while back actually, Matt. And then we've got in the glasses, uh, we got, uh, what's that Matt? Founders Masagave, Imperial Lime Goose style ale brewed with agave aged in tequila barrels. Checking in at ten percent ABV, and you said that one was a year old, yeah. and it is it's vintage, man. Very, Bottled very five seventeen nineteen. Nice, it is super smooth. Yeah, too. it's very good. I, I just I just bought some more at Jungle Gym. Did you? And I I must have got those because I knew they were older. I I, I don't want I don't know how old they can <laughs> Look go. At the sediment but, in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to drink that later, but uh, it was definitely um, it's still good. It still tastes the same to me. Oh, it's so and then after we drink that, uh, maybe halfway through the show or whenever we make it, did you bring uh, a can open to that point? I did opener? not, so we'll have to call our bartender or something to come. But uh, what do we got there, Matt? We got Epic Brewing's Quadruple Barrel Big Bad Baptist, twenty eighteen. Another vintage. I don't know. Just that one sounds be a good, fun to. And that say. one is a uh, Imperial is a, Stout. Is Imperial Stout aged in whiskey and rum barrels with roasted. Cocoa nibs, almond flavor, barrel-aged coffee beans, barrel-aged coconut, and barrel-aged almond. Oh, my God. Man. I don't know if I – have you have you I, had that one before? I've never I've had, had that. I have to go back and look at Untapped. I don't know that I've had – Clocking in at 11.2% ABV. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good night, fellas. Yeah, very good night. I might have to leave my truck here and have my wife drive me home. <laughs> good thing I, she's here. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse. Megan, come pick me up. Oh man! Well, we have uh, four people watching us. Four. So. We were up to six a second ago. So back and down, back and down. Yep. Or up and down, rather. Up but and um, down. so the first article up today we have is switch over on the feed here. Switch. We are switched. 
So we're going to talk about the, uh, Darren, I think, uh, I mean, we've been talking about this. Yes. I mean, we've talked a lot about uh, um, Starlink and, and what that could mean and what it could what it could be. And, you know, could it be a contender to terrestrial-based right. broadband, I guess. But uh, I haven't heard of this, this SpaceX Daily before, or at least I don't remember seeing stuff from them. But um, I was I, checking their site. Yeah, and, I just started following them on Facebook. Yeah. Well, so. actually, I saw him on TikTok. You know, I'm addicted what? to TikTok. Yes. <laughs> TikTok. Yes. I follow NASA and, and uh, Neil deGrasse and Tyson and a whole bunch of other people oh, yeah. on there. But, uh, you know, we've always talked about this. This is going to be awesome. But I, it, I'm it, i jealous of the people that live in uh, Washington State. Is that where it's going be- first? Because it, in the article, it says that the, basically they're they're going to be the ones. But what really drawed me to this uh, article is when I was reading it, you know, they made it to where you could just be shipped this thing, run a line, and put it to any northern northern facing sky. Just point it up, he said, point basically. It up, <laughs> and it'll auto-orient. You don't need anybody to install it for you. And guess what? You have internet. And they're wanting people to do, it, it says in here somewhere, I think it was like so many gigs a day and then report back on that. Like Challenge a, accepted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I want I want to stream, you know, Plex or Netflix yeah. or, or I don't game, but I mean, there's other people that do. But I mean, I would, I'm just curious because some of the numbers that they were talking about being able to get and the millisecond responses – are, are better than what we have today. They could watch all the Dudes with Beard podcasts on YouTube. Exactly. That day. 1080p on YouTube. Yes. Or Ask Aaron uh, or <laughs> Joe Loniker or Rex Megan. Hall. Megan said uh, she can come and get you. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Hayes said uh, sounds manly yes. earlier. And then he said not even a shout out to your old buddy Aaron. Aaron, I'm sorry I just seen it. We, we're, uh, we're thanks getting, for watching, buddy. We're getting to it. Yeah. Um, we've got about a... 12, 15 second delay between what uh, we see and what uh, you guys are seeing. So um, we know, we don't see it right away. But uh, thanks for watching, man. I appreciate it. Um, He's just excited about that Bronco. Oh, He's going to trade yeah. that F-250 as in on it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, I think, uh, I mean, Elon posted on Twitter some stuff, and then they posted this, and then um, I think there was another – Article two. I mean, heck, there's been a bunch of different articles, but um, just looking at the picture, like I, I did not see. Did you guys see anywhere dimensions? No, no. But okay. I mean, if you look at it, it's smaller than a standard Direct TV or yeah, Dish it, Network or whoever. I mean, looking at these pictures, like that one, I I can't really like. It looks, it looks like it's sitting on the ground, maybe. But then there was one that had like that one looks like it's mounted to a roof, and you can kind of see the roof line there. So that. Doesn't it looks doesn't look definitely not bigger than a dish. Right. Like yeah. maybe a little bit smaller, a little more sleek looking. Aaron, Aaron was talking about he's got the gig network from uh, Spectrum, and he says he has issues with gaming. Huh. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I've had problems off and on, but not consistently. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that. Um, I would definitely give him a call. Could be something going on. Um, yeah. Also. Uh, I've been starting getting a habit of about every week and a half. I've actually been rebooting my router, and I've seen better uh, because it basically it sends out and yeah. says, "Let me 
refresh with everything. And, you know, I upgraded to the 400, um, and my, my, my personal modem that I have only does like 375, but I don't think those numbers are correct. Cause I'm pulling like 500 every now and then. I mean, it's mm. great. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it could be, it could be your router too. It might not be, I mean, I would definitely call them. They can, they can check the modem, see if there's like if noise and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, even if it's not theirs, they can usually check at least the modem side. They may not be able to get through to the, the, the router, but, um, so like I mean this there's like no L and Bs there's like uh it's definitely way sleeker than like you would traditionally see with even some of these HD antennas it looks yeah. better than some of those so yeah he says um, he he, he re reboots every day oh crap <laughs> yeah I'd I'd definitely give them a call and uh, say hey what's going on but and, you are at the far far end of where Spectrum goes where you live so that yeah, might be another issue could be. And Matt, you mentioned something about like, the, like HOA and things like that. But I don't, I don't, I don't think this would be an issue. Like, I, I couldn't see how it would be. I wouldn't care, anyways. <laughs> I mean, and the thing with this is like, as long as it's pointing up, like now maybe the more sky it sees, the better coverage you'll get, or right. the more they, they said, connections you'll get at once. Yeah, but, they said all as long as you have a full view of the northern sky. Yeah, you will get peak performance. Perfect. Out of That's it. the back of my house then. You go. Yeah, because and I and I seen this one too. I don't know if you read this one, Darren. Uh, I found it. I actually tagged this one onto yours, the Ars Technica. It had a little bit more info. No, I did not see that one. So it, um, yeah, I guess there was a bunch of Reddit stuff about it. So there was a couple different pictures. Like I don't, I don't know what that's on, but uh, yeah, another picture <laughs> of it. It it looks like a uh, bad, bad, bad MS Paint or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> It says the dish placed at an angle on a roof, which, yeah, it's kind of weird. The way, I don't that, know what they're that, trying to depict if there. You, if you look at that, it almost looks like a, the the Christmas vacations saucer that, oh, that he yeah. went down the hill on. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they, they were talking about Elon's uh, a Twitter post as well. And uh, and then I think there was another, yeah, it said uh, Musk previously described the term as a UFO on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> UFO on a stick. Oh my God! Um, FCC is approved to deploy million. a million of them. Yeah, so almost nineteen inches. So oh, yeah. there's that's there's not your, very big at okay. all. That's wow. tiny. Yeah, yeah, that is tiny. But what what I don't understand is you know, all these dish people and whatnot. You have to have the attenuator or whatever that comes out of the center of the, the dish. The LNB. Yeah, the, that the way hook that has the little like it bounces off the dish into right. You. The LNB and then goes into the so, cable. So what what are they doing to catch this? Is it built into the dish? I mean, we've only seen, like, pictures of the backside of the dish. And yeah, no, it must no just real... have it already in there. Because I think I read somewhere, which I don't remember which article it was, but it has a motor, and it will auto-adjust. Mm -hmm. Orient, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it says there's... um. They recently updated the Starlink website with a form, so if you want to fill it out to get into the the, the public beta test yeah, in the, the fall, Southern Connect, uh, Canada. Southern, I wonder if that's just because that's the northern the upper northern hemisphere is where they have the the first bands, you know, going. So, Probably. which I mean, that's where Elon is, so that's I'm sure. <laughs> right. And then, uh, I mean, just think of that. They can use this for they can use this for SpaceX. They can use this for Tesla. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, the government, they did that test where they were already uh, using it um, a couple months ago when they did that test. They I, they didn't disclose what they were doing with it, but they said they were going to test something with it. So um, They probably yeah. saw a flea on a dog's back from <laughs> space or something. So, so speaking of using it for Tesla, how are they going to uh, like incorporate that receiving yeah. antenna into a car. Yeah. If well, if they're going to be able to use it for it, they could probably use just the standard satellite radio antenna or some some kind of special yeah. radio that'll maybe like a lower band mm. receiver type. Yeah, that'll be interesting cuz I mean, I would think they would they would want to do that. You know what? Thinking about it, I mean, I have a my Ford has a satellite antenna on it and it's weird it's shaped fins. and whatnot. Yeah. But looking at Tesla you know, they have that built-in modem, which my truck does too, but I never, you, if you don't see any of those fins or anything on right. the car. So, yeah, that, that is a good point. How are they going to get it in there? I would hope, I would, well, I wouldn't say I would hope. I would Kevin? think that they would, uh, they, <laughs> Kevin. They, they probably, maybe it's a, maybe it's a different band or something. Yeah, because they would. I know they would. They got to be able to want to use that, right, for over the air updates and. Well, that that's probably the like whole that. one of the whole things of it. I mean, because they they have to provide yeah. internet to every one of their cars. Ooh, maybe if you're a Tesla owner, you'll get a discount maybe. on the Starlink. You know what? If <laughs> if it costs me, if it costs me a hundred and fifty dollars a month. For true gig down, and what were they talking for up speeds? I, I don't remember. So, if if I get a true gig down and let's say just thirty up, I would pay a hundred dollars a month for it because I'm getting gypped right now at almost ninety dollars yep. a month for four hundred and twenty up, yep. and most of the time I'm only seeing eleven up. Yeah. So, I mean, and. It's just like everything else. When you have more uh, competition, it drives the market because yeah. pretty much where we live, I mean, can you guys get Cincinnati Bell yet? You can, right? But not the Vioptics. Okay, we, you can't get the Vioptics. I was just, I was just like our my street, like the next street over has uh, the phone pads. Okay, my street doesn't even have phone pads. Hmm. Huh? So they must have just said screw it. <laughs> Or not, I mean, or it's a few houses down, and I just haven't noticed it yet because I haven't even seen. I don't even see po- huh. uh, the phone the phone pads in in here anymore. But yeah, so he uh, Elon was talking about. So they've got six hundred Starlinks up there now, Starlink satellites, because um, they just didn't they just put another batch up um, mm-hmm. recently, and then he says between forty four and uh, forty four and fifty two degrees north latitude is where they are now. Uh, just asked to have a clear view of the northern sky. Um, and he's, you see that? He said, you can put it in the garden, on a roof, table, pretty much anywhere, as long as it has a wide view of the sky. Yeah. He said, once the service is available, it will take less than a minute to order on Starlink.com. That would be awesome. Like, I what? guess they they just ship you the dish. and What? Like, or can you go to, like, a Tesla dealership and pick, pick up a one dish? Up. Or, so maybe. What, like, or maybe they'll make a kiosk at the mall. <laughs> oh, are there malls anymore? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, what if they have like, they come out with like a Tesla subscription where you can get a car, you can get power walls, you can get Tesla Shut your solar mouth. roof. Sh- you can no, get, you that can would get be 
Starlink, all in just one monthly oh. fee. And then every three years, you get a brand new Tesla. Every 10 years, you get brand new Powerwalls. Or every 20 years, you get brand new. Like, seriously. like Elon, are you listening to this? <laughs> this is perfect. Because <laughs> we were talking about that. Like, like the battery capacity of the cars versus the... Power the uh, power walls is, right. is not even close. And, yeah. um, yeah. but once they enable it to where you can, it's all one integrated system. Right. Like if you've got a Tesla or two and, and some power walls, like, and you do have like a, a hurricane or, or, or something happened to where you lose grid power, I mean, you could be fine for weeks yeah. if, right. you, oh, yeah. if you conserve a little bit. So, yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Or because if you, or if you have geothermal and you know, well yeah yeah but I still need power that's the problem you know if I if I had gas where I live I would already have a backup generator just yeah, propane just, though no son I cannot have propane because of my where I live and because I have Butler Rule not Duke when I signed up for the geothermal program I said I will not have any other source of heat other than that geothermal. So I had to have just geothermal. But, but in the event of a power outage. I, I guess I could have it just for that. In that, that instance, you would not have the heat from the geothermal. Therefore, you could have the propane backup generator. But here's the problem with that. Okay. Propane is expensive and it has to run so many minutes a month as testing. Mm. Are they that inefficient that you're worried about going through a tank of propane? Not really, but you know, I'm I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not cheap. Y- yes, I am very cheap. No. Yes, I no. am thrifty. Okay, there's a difference between these thrifty. Yeah. Said. Thrifty, I'll take thrifty. <laughs> so going back up to beta testers are asked to yeah. dedicate an average of thirty minutes to an yeah, hour a day. Was. So are they wanting you to have Almost two separate networks in your house set up. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, they're they're wanting you to test the system, basically. From what I from what I understood, they want you to basically when you set up to be a beta tester, you are doing your normal stuff. Normal stuff. Yeah, we but, think that's but, what we want you to do. But okay, you you click. Okay, I'm testing this for so long. Oh, okay. And then, then that whatever you're doing gets reported back to okay. to uh, Starlink or. I didn't yeah, know. I, I didn't know if you so would be good. like have two congruent systems running at the same time in your house, and you're if like you, swiping over, you swiping over on your phone or tablet, and if you got a ubiquity unified system, you could do that. Yes, you can have two different services. Some someday soon, when I have uh, Joe money, <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, you'll be thrifty about it, and you'll get it. I, I He's will. He's waiting get for it. me to get that new one. So yeah, so I, I can, can give him. Yeah, money. because he wants that uh, IP six. The, the well, I just want the, um, the Wi Fi six or no. Well, that I'm waiting for the Wi Fi six. Then update the uh, that, and then the uh, the Dream Machine has uh, I know, the DVR and everything. Everything built, into, built it. into it. Because right now, I think well, we were talking about this from the uh, the cameras. Like, if I add more cameras, like right now, about ten days of recording history. If I add more cameras, like I wanted to put a camera in here. Uh, we're in my uh, utility room, which where, where my sump pump and stuff is. I want to put a camera in here on that sump pump. Want to put one in the mechanical room on the furnace water heater area? Like every camera I add, I'm just going to get less and less recording days. But that new one, it doesn't come with a hard drive, right? You can but I could put in. I think uh, I just seen that. Um, I don't know if it was Samsung or or Western Digital or Hitachi or which one it was, but they were like an an uh, an 18 terabyte Jesus. hard drive, like 
mechanical hard drive, like something ridiculous. But um, yeah, but do, does the Dream Machine have the solid state? You could you could put one in there. It's two and a half inch hard drive, so whatever whatever one you want to throw in there. Um, some of the solid state drives you got to be careful because they're not rated for constant read write like that. Yeah. Now the Western Digital, like uh, they Western Digital makes um, I don't know if it's the red or the black. Um, they make one that are specific for surveillance because you're writing. They're yep, made for constantly. a lot of high writes and and not as much as far as reads. So um, yeah, you can definitely get ones to support that. Yeah, because I put a Western Digital Red in my NVR when my yeah, that's what I, I have Reds dead. in my NAS. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Reds are the ones because you're reading a lot more than you're writing. Aaron said that Spectrum's one gig down, but fifty meg up. It's so weird that they do that. Yeah, I hate it. It's like I would gladly take. 500 meg down and have 500 meg up oh, yeah, over right. 100 uh, oh, a gig money. down and 50 up because i i would i'm like f- from the security cameras and and plex stuff and i would and then streaming like we're doing here it's like mm-hmm. i would definitely yeah. like to have more upload than yeah because I, I mean we haven't had an issue since you yeah disabled up, some disabled uh, certain some, things yeah <laughs> so i mean it's just one of those yeah, things you gotta be that, careful with that hmm um, well, I was, I was, I was going to mention that and I don't remember the name of it now. Um, you were talking about the geothermal thing again. Um, yes. we can talk about that afterwards, but I have to remember the name of it. There was that new Netflix series that just started, um, with Zac Efron. I don't know if you guys seen that. Mm-mm. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I turned a- on TV. Uh, well, I mean, April and I watched the uh, first episode of it. Ashley was uh, commenting uh, about it as well. Um, but basically, he's going. It's only like eight episodes, but he's going to different countries. It's like environmentally based. Oh, that's cool. Um, but the first episode was Iceland, and Iceland is a hundred percent renewable energy. They have no fossil fuels. Wow, really? And I forget what the exact percentage so was. Why is that not like in the news, like publicly out there? Like I don't know. We're, and know. I don't know when he shot this. It could have been a while ago, and it's just now getting. You know, because yeah. some of this Netflix stuff was done a year yeah, or more right. ago. But uh, Ashley, if you're out there, or if anybody's out there that's watched the uh, Zac Efron series, I forget the name of it. Darren's going to look it up. But uh, we've only watched the – but it was really cool because geothermal was a huge percentage of that because they live really close to um, the plate, the uh, fault zone, the uh, one of the fault zones. Um where the tectonic plates meet, mm-hmm. like goes in pretty much in the middle of Iceland. So oh, they have an down, active down to earth. Let's see. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Down to okay. earth. Down so to Zach, earth. Zach Efron down to earth. So that yeah, that first episode. So Iceland is pretty much right in, like right through the middle of Iceland is a tectonic plate, um, and they have an active volcano. And the guy was saying like it, it erupts about every ten years, and it's not like a massive thing. It's like you could sit there and watch it, basically, is what he was saying. Mm. But it's like hasn't erupted in 17 years, and it's usually almost every 10. But there's a lot of <laughs> geothermal activity. They have a lot of hot springs and stuff like that. And what they did is they drilled down like a mile, and they're putting wow. in these vents. So the steam comes up, it goes in, it turns the turbines. Right. I, so I, th- I think I remember seeing something like that yeah. a couple years ago or something. So I think they said, and I could be wrong because um, I'm just trying to go by the memory of the episode, that they're sixty percent geothermal, huh. and then they use wind, um, 
see. Uh, and water and other things wow. to augment that. But they have no fossil fuel. See, um, a lot of a lot of the wind studies that I've seen that they just basically say that by the time you pay for the turbine, you're you're not benefiting. Right. The cost to make the turbine so much is so much in fossil fuels that you're not benefiting from the the energy aspects of it. I could see that. Um, I did see a cool video today where this they stopped traffic on the highway and they have a big turbine you know, turbine just the just the propeller for it and they oh, had yeah, to like pull up massive. back up and then just make like sixty. It was almost like an Austin Power saying like. Ur, ur, ur. <laughs> Yeah, they go like two feet at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, if you, if you're interested in that kind of thing, check that out. That Zach Efron show. But yeah, they, and it was funny because, I mean, it, it, and the guy was the guy who kind of started it all was like an engineer, and they interviewed him, and he actually has got he has like this hotel kind of thing around one of the hot springs, like where they uh, where there's a bunch of water, and it's just like this blue. And then it's got the all the calcium deposits, so it's mm. like the white, yeah, blue water in it. And he said he gets a lot of people that come there. It's like a hot spring spa kind of thing, and there's a hotel and some stuff around it. But he said, like, kind of what started it was there was a guy that had psoriasis or whatever, and he would come like once a week and just bathe in it, and like it would keep his psoriasis huh. from. It, it, it's it's, it's really imagine. cool. Like, I mean, you know, I, I don't know all the science uh, behind all of it, but it was a cool. A episode. friend, a friend of mine went to Iceland. Her name is Amy. And uh, she said it was just absolutely Same beautiful. Thing. Yeah, and she said, you know, the hot springs were awesome. But uh, just we're getting sidebarred here. But, yeah. you know, she, she went there because she wanted to see the Northern Lights. Hmm. And there is a small percentage of people that cannot physically see the Northern Lights. And really? she was one of them. What? Yeah. So the next article we had in the lineup was... Um, the Neowise. Uh, so how to how to see the comet Neowise, and they were talking about how um, you could catch a glimpse of this. And uh, Darren, you posted this, so yes, did probably have more information on that. Did you know about this? Like- uh, I saw it because of uh, I follow this space girl on Tiki Talk, Tiki Talk, <laughs> and she kept talking about it, and you know. Just space just fascinates me anyways, you know, and it's just one of those things. It's like I really, really, really someday I want to go to the moon. And I think uh, actually the – I wish the article would have came out before we set our articles for this because I posted it today about the – the test they're doing for uh, SpaceX's uh, shuttle. Did you read that? They're that? sending up the guys yeah. again. No, and... no, no. What? Did you not see the? I... Okay. So today I posted a article of uh, SpaceX put out uh, some FCC things that they wanted to get spe- specific bands set so they could test this rock, uh, their new rocket, their God, what's his... Hold on. Let me pull it up so I can remember the actual name of uh, the rocket. 
So it was the the starship, and it's the one that can take a hundred people to Mars whenever they figure out how to do that logistically. But they're going to start testing it, and you know, here's the article. I'll show it to you real quick, but there's what it looks like. So it can take a hundred people up in the space. So basically they're going to start testing this, uh, in the next, uh, seven months and they're going to fly it 12 miles above wherever they are in Texas. Okay. And then bring it back down and land it, but they cannot do it. They cannot launch it until the FCC gives them the permissions to have these certain bands so that they can launch it. So August 2nd is the tentative date for the first launch mm-hmm. if they get FCC approval. Nice. So what 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 do the bands come into play? Like what uh so basically, you know, it's for radio like, communication to the craft? Yes, radio communication oh, okay. to the craft. And then, you know, like when you're driving on the highway in you know, like West Virginia or whatever, and they're doing blasting zones, and you're like, turn off your cell phone or whatever. And it's because of things like that. They need those specific van- bands to be blocked mm-hmm. so that nothing can interfere with their oh, communication gotcha. back and forth. Damn, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yes, very exciting. So this is based off the, uh, what's their rocket called? Their main rocket called? Uh Falcon Which 5 one, or... Falcon 9. 9. Yes. So this is based, kind of based off that in a way? Uh, the yeah. whole... Yeah, Be well, able to land itself? Right. And mm-hmm. and it was just one of those things that... Uh, it was just very interesting. I wish it would have came up like a few days ago because I would have posted posted that. Mm-hmm. So... Well, maybe some more will come out in yes. the next two weeks and we can talk about it some more. Right. Because it is very exciting times that we live in because, you know... Uh, there was another article posted today that they're going to actually start bringing back the astronauts. Uh, they're supposed to come back August August second. So you know SpaceX is like blowing up. Not literally, you know. <laughs> we, we, we hope not. <laughs> we hope. I mean, they've they've done their their uh, enough blowing up, but you know. Yes, yeah, so they're talking about over the next. I guess is it this week, this weekend? Yeah, starting tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. So I guess it'll go all the way till Saturday, the twenty fifth. And um, there are, if you're, I forget exactly where you are, but I think it's in the northern hemisphere, like in Washington and stuff like that. You will actually able be able to see the International Space Station and the comet at the same time, and that's just by the naked eye. So yeah, it start it started a couple days ago and it's lower horizon, so it's really hard to see. But basically if you look at the Big Dipper and the twenty-third, the twenty-fourth is going to be closer to the Big Dipper and you'll be able to see it. And uh I think it was like if you don't see it now, we wouldn't see it for like another sixty eight hundred years. And that's just mind blowing to think about how small we are 
in the whole aspects of things. And 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 yeah. men, in, men in Black just pops into my head when the alien shuts the locker door on our galaxy. I mean, we don't know. Who, who recorded this years ago and calculated that? I, oh, science. 2020, you're going to see it again. Math. But somehow they know. Matt, it's just math. Matt, it's just science. This is my disagreement part with Matt because <laughs> we're going to add a little bit of drama to our uh, podcast every week. Drama. Drama. Well, it says the best thing to do is find a spot away from city lights and obstructive view, so that's going to be hard for some people. Um, but, and then so, just after sunset, look below the Big Dipper in the northwest sky. Right. So luckily I am where I live. I am close enough or out at, out enough that I have very light, very little bit of light pollution. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to get a glimpse of this because it, it would be crazy. And it says if you live in the Northeast like we do, or, I mean, we're kind of, we're, I guess we're more Midwest, but we're closer than the Northeast than most, I guess. But near Washington, D.C., um, for several evenings, you'll be able to see it in conjunction with the narrow space station. Then they give you some dates and times. So, like, the 17th around almost 11 p.m., and then the space station's going to be up there real close to each other, so... Read that right there. Which part? The Neowise Neo is about three miles across. Hmm. Just think about that. Think of how big that ice large. that ice comet is. I mean, it's just... But how do they know it's covered in soot from its formation near the birth of our solar system? 4.6 billion. Who got up there and touched it to take samples? Science. Is Matt, it they science. doing some kind of like spectrum analysis or something on it um, from the tele, like Tubble or something? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but it's cool. But you, you four point six billion years. Hey, it's just science. <laughs> science and math. It just blows. It's not like the the Common Core math. It's real math. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people that believe in Common Core math, but that's a joke. <sighs> All the science I don't understand. It's just my yes. job five days a week. Yes, like like the the sunspot that they that? saw, the sunspot spot, spot that they saw uh, a while ago, where something actually went up to the sun, was there for thirty seconds and then left. Hmm. I saw that on Tiki Talk too. Yes, I saw it on Tiki Talk. <laughs> I'm sorry, and the, but, the but, comments were just roasting that yes, dude. Yes, I know. At least on the video that I saw. Yes, I I, I like. They're like, oh, it's a solar flare. Like I don't a, know that video that I watched uh, looked uh, like there was something. A, a solar flare does not come <laughs> in, put out some sort of probe into the sun, gather energy for 30, 40 seconds, and then leave. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. science. But that's my answer. I want to know what kind of metal that's made out of. That uh, was close to the uh, sun. Unobtainium. <laughs> How many times have he, has he said that on, the, on our eight episodes so far? Uh, probably like somebody four. needs to start keeping account. Like we need to count of how many times. Every, every time I said unobtainium, you have to drink. Well, that wouldn't be enough per episode, but yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> we can go back and you know, twenty or thirty episodes from now, we'll go back and 
cut all of Darren's unobtainium <laughs> seg- segments together. I think, I honestly, I think it's only been two. It's just two too many. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, I didn't have it up. There we go. <laughs> the sound guy sucks. You're fired. Uh, so the n- next one we had up is a Porsche. Uh, they found a way, it says, to 3D print lightweight pistons that add even more horsepower. So it, this was pretty cool. Like, there's a bunch of pictures in here of them. Uh, like, I mean, here, this one right here is, uh, uh, I, it looks like they're printing five of them at a time. Did it say what kind of printer they were using? An expensive one? Yeah, I'm sure. And like, is this some kind of alloy, I'm assuming? Yeah. I, I honestly mean, just kind of skimmed over the whole article. I just yes, thought it was, it, it awesome. was a, it a 3D was a, printed piston. Like, well, oh my god! I know, and and I had so many questions to that because uh, my friend Bill has a 3D printer and he's printed a lot of things for me, and they are remarkable. And you know, the the longer it takes to print, the better detail you get. Mm. And he has some stuff that's like. You know, you got PLA, which is is like pliable. Yeah, all kinds of different yeah, all kinds of different ones. But uh, he does have some that he's been making rings out of that are like copper. So it's like they found a way to incorporate plastic and copper together, so that you can print metal. But you know, there's there's these people that are making these houses out of a 3D printer. And it's 3D printing concrete. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that a couple years so, ago. It seems pretty cool. So the, I mean, the, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's it's awesome that they're being able to ha- liquidize this metal and 3D print it. But the longevity of it, will it stand up to the test of time like a cast piston would or a forged piston would? <laughs> I mean... I would hope Porsche being Porsche, they've done all the testing to that, you well, know, to that Porsche, piston. Porsche being Volkswagen or Porsche being yes, Porsche or Porsche I, being yes. Okay, okay, but yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would hope they wouldn't risk a huge failure because they didn't do enough testing on these three D printed pistons, right? You know, well, and and you know, as the technology gets better and the the processes get better you're going to see, you know, better outturns of stuff. I mean, you know, look at, you know, laser printing or anything like that. Yeah. I was going to say, since you're up, get a bottle opener, but. Oh, I'll get one in a second. Yeah. Since it just kind of makes me wonder if this, to me, it's it's succeeded. They're not going to post this. They're not going to put it in a car. Exactly. If it's not going to work. But. So what's that open the door to 3D printing well, they you were know, they were talking about you know they were talking about doing the three three D printed seats and stuff yeah. in there, and it's all it's all about that uh, power to weight ratio, you know the less weight you have the you know more balanced your system is the more power you, I mean they said they were getting thirty horsepower from just changing these pistons yeah so pretty much the rule of thumb for horsepower. Is for every hundred pounds, you gain a tenth and a quarter mile. So, you know, thirty horsepower—that's 
that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you can you can add a shot of nitrous or you know a, a supercharger or something and gain thirty horsepower, but just changing a piston or well eight pistons or six six yeah. is a V six okay. They were talking about. Did you see that? It said these are ten percent lighter yes. than the forged, and there's an integrated closed cooling duct that they cannot reproduce in a uh, in a regular in a normal. Um, Forged uh, piston, huh. and and forged is already superior to just the, oh. the casted stuff. Oh, so it's like, oh my god! And it kind of makes you. I, mean, I don't. Again, I just kind of skimmed over it. Did, did they patent this three D printed stuff, or oh, sure, or, or, or is sure. every other manufacturer? Well, you know, so the higher end going to adopt three D printing. Pistons. So, well, I used to I used to do a lot of electrical work, and I actually worked up at a place, and I cannot remember of it. It was up by uh, Cario because it stunk like crap up there, and up on by seventy for oh, yeah. Cargo. Mm-hmm. So, at this place, all they did was they took apart cars. Kind of like they do with them. Yeah, one guy does with the Teslas. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically, all they do is they they are a, a associate of Ford, GM, whoever, and basically all they do is take apart cars and figure out what people are doing. So honestly, even if they do patent it, somebody else could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Re- repurpose it and do their own patent on yeah. on the way they do it. You know, I mean, think about how many people have 3D printers now. I mean, you can buy a 3D printer for 200 bucks. Yeah, but I'm sure the ones they're using are... Yeah, well... <laughs> but, again, it's still, it's economies of scale, things like that. Is this what you were just talking about? Talking about uh, 30 more horsepower? Yes. Um, so it can increase engine speed, lower temperature load, and optimize combustion... So, I mean, I'm sure, like, as the materials get better, the printers get better, the tech just keeps getting better. It's like, I mean, at what point are we just going to be 3D printing the entire engine? Right. Or or or, or, or the electric motor. Or, or when is SpaceX going to go, oh, we're doing a 3D printed <laughs> uh, unobtainium. <laughs> oh, God. Were, wasn't there one company that was doing 3D printed engines? I think we were we posted something the, the, about wasn't that. Wasn't it a jet engine? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. 3D, 3D printed rocket engine, I yeah. think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean the 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 opportunities are endless. I mean, as 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 more science gets into this, I mean that that right there is just Yeah. So it's like a, yeah, that's just crazy. Well, what was that? Do you remember High the purity uh, metal powder? Do you remember, uh, what was it? Was it Glowforge or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the one that kind that, of just that rose kind out of the rose liquid. out, yeah. You know what I was talking about? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because this is a, it's, a, it's using a... Uh, it's a powder? Yeah, so they high-purity metal powder they developed using later, laser metal fusion. Hmm. Freaking so laser. It's essentially a laser beam that heats and melts the metal powder into the desired shape. The end result is invalidated using measurements... Measurement technology from Zeiss, a German optics company best known for camera lenses. Huh. Oh, Zeiss? 
Is that how you say Car- it? Carl Zeiss. Zeiss or Zeiss? Yeah, that's what's in that cannon right there. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why. Um, hopefully, it's not why it's freezing up. But no. I think you got a bad th- cable. Or something. Yeah, I think I think you got too many cables. Well, and it says, oh, yeah, this last part, it says, with the advent of electric cars, it's only a matter of time before internal combustion engines become a novelty rather than a default. Well, unless well, you can print them at home. <laughs> well, no, uh, there was a 3D printed uh, micro scale V8 that somebody did oh, not too yeah. long ago, remember? I've seen like little model kits that you can get for that, but uh, yeah. It, it's cool. I mean, it's like in the next 10 years, man. Yeah, exciting like, times. If you're into tech, if you're into, I mean, just these are exciting times. This is our, well, you know, if you think about it, we're in the 20s and what happened in the 1920s? It was the boom of the industrial age. Dude, what happened in the 1980s and 1990s yeah, with the true. internet? With the internet, and yeah. It's like. Hey, I remember the old fourteen four baud rate. Or like fourteen four. You 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 open a web page. Sound like go, something was dying when go, it connected to go the Go make internet. a sandwich and then come back and your page would be loaded and you're like, yes, this is so cool. And now Or you click on a picture because you see like a preview of it and you're like, oh yeah, I want to download that. And then it the, yep, yep. the full thing is like, man, that was a waste of time. Yeah. And then you're like, uh now when you click on something and it doesn't show up instantly, oh, you're, you're like you're mad. You're mad. What is wrong with my internet? Damn it, Karen. Yes, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what was your first internet connection speed? Do you remember? Was it dial-up? It, yeah, it was dial-up. Yeah. It would Matt, have been 1994, was 95? It, was it AOL? Most likely they all came oh, from yeah, that dude. disc, so many, didn't they, yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Yes, the yeah. free... the free AOL a- a- Messenger. It was a Hewlett Packard Matt. gateway system. Have you ever had a pager? <laughs> he's, he's no, I've never had a pager. I'm not that cool. <laughs> it is 2020 and Matt still has a pager. No, I don't. Yes, we you fi- do for work. No, he no. does it. They text him now. Oh, oh well, thanks, when buddy. did that happen? Yeah. You didn't even tell me. Yeah, it comes to his phone now. Oh, my. I'm hurt. <laughs> you haven't noticed I don't have my pager on me anymore? I'm sad now. And I'm definitely on call all the time. I'm, I'm sad because you don't have a pager on your hip anymore. That's going to make me <laughs> it's cry. On, it's, on, it's on the dresser at home. <laughs> it's got it. He's got it there for I really sake. do have a pager, guys, for work. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. How, when did that change? Because oh, aren't I'm, a lot of doctors in, like, there's oh, still a lot yeah. of doctors that still have Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you, do you get sports updates on it? <laughs> no. Call me 911. <laughs> <laughs> Probably February, like right before COVID, I feel like okay. we finally took the dive and just, just completely went to the text. Just just took that dive from pagers, <laughs> from 1980s pagers to... A text message. What, what is that? Like, why is he hating? 2002. Hey, I, I love my pager. My buddy Bill would text me 7713. No. Yes. I don't remember, but basically it said Bill. So, uh, so ba- you knew who it yeah, was. Back then, you get know. Get the code names. Get and, the codes. And, you know, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have numbers. <laughs> so I, I knew to call him out his mom and dad's. You know, it just, that that's what it was. Hey, I remember that. And we used to get sports updates and all kinds of stuff on those oh, cool yeah. pagers. Stock, sports. Oh, my God. <sighs> Number. S- sidebar. So next one up. 
uh, 5G is accelerating factory automation that could add trillions to the global economy. This is pretty cool because, I mean, we've been we've been hearing a lot about 5G. Some people have been saying some stupid stuff about 5G. We won't go into that. But, yes. um, 5G calls COVID. <laughs> I just said we won't go into that. Oh, Aaron. so do I need to bring up TV talk? No. <laughs> so, it says the new fifth generation of mobile networks, 5G. That's what it stands for, people. Fifth gen, not COVID, not you're going to catch some weird disease. It's just a, it's just a number and a letter. The, um, the only bad thing about 5G is it will not have the radius. No, no, it's going to be micro, well, there's there's a couple of yeah there's a couple yes. of different versions of it. So you've got um, yeah the one is very very short band but very high bandwidth. Yes. That, like so, you're gonna see, but the the towers that are required for 5G, like you look at a normal cell phone tower, it's, you yes. see it on the side of the highway or whatever, they're huge, right? A 5G tower can be, I mean, it looks like almost like a TV antenna, mm-hmm. like and they'll put they'll be on light posts and it looks kind of like the antenna that's on the corner of your house to beam down to the barn. Yeah, I mean they're not very big at all. That is a tiny antenna. Yeah, exactly. But and the problem is because ubiquity. because they're but it's only 10 100. Um, they do have limited strength. Um, they have to put more of them, and like, in especially like downtown and city uh, environments, buildings block it, and so they they're gonna there has there's gonna have to be a lot of them, um, and you're you know you're not gonna have the same coverage as you do as 4G and 3G for a while, um, but where you do get it, it's gonna be uh, pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, but I think this goes into more of how does that how how is it going to impact manufacturing um and things like that so think about it today and i and, and and i've dealt with this a little bit so if you go into some place that makes widget you know they make some kind of widget or they make a bunch of widgets what's you've a, got what's a widget you've got <laughs> you've got all these different manufacturing lines that uh, may make different pieces that assemble into a product uh, of some sort, or they make the entire product off of one line, whatever that may look like. All of those uh, pieces of machinery, the workers, the even the parts themselves are sometimes, maybe they got an RFID tag or something on them. Um, you think about uh, feminine, feminine, feminine hygiene. like Say that three times fast. Feminine hygiene? Yes. Feminine hygiene. You think about that, and it's like she shed. If if there's a problem with that product, it needs to be tracked back to when it was made, who made it, how you know, whatever, right? Maybe there's video of it. It's uh, there's definitely lots of different applications for this, and it used to be everybody talked about Internet of Things, mm-hmm. but the problem with Internet of Things, especially on manufacturing lines, is it that you need a lot of bandwidth, and a lot of those Internet IoT devices are wireless. They're, they don't talk to each other. There's no common language. Um, so if they're wireless and you have thousands of them in a plant, you don't, you, there's no band. You're not going to have the bandwidth. I don't right. care how many Wi-Fi access points you put up. Mm-hmm. 5G can handle way more devices per, dev- uh, per access point, a lot more bandwidth. So I think that's what this gets into is, as far as the, the factory and automation of that. Well, that it can boost um, at in five G if it's deployed right, if it's architected right, is way faster than even Ethernet 
Well, they were, yeah, they were pulling what, like gigabit, gigabit speeds, but you had to be like 10 feet from the. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what I found very fascinating with this article is when they said that if they had a change, they could. <laughs> they could they could instantly change up what they were doing and yeah. everything would know okay we're changing to this right now and that was just yeah yeah get, right here yeah read that i don't read you don't read <laughs> yeah I, so imagine a manufacturing plant which all the production equipment is continually continually changing in response to market needs robots churning out widgets see that's where you got the widgets, widgets. from for instance, widgets. would reconfigure themselves based on data coming in from all points of the widget supply chain, as well as sensors monitoring the factory itself. So the result is a smart factory that's more agile and autonomous than previous generations of automation. So you think about something that's making something very specialized, mm -hmm. or maybe there's a whole product range of something that's very specialized. So instead of making a, a run of that and say, I want a 1,000 of these, put them in inventory, once they get all ordered or you get down to 20%, okay, we need to make some more. If you can reconfigure your your lines on demand, right? You, I mean, you get more to like being able to make an item as it's ordered or as it's requested and you don't yeah. have the inventory. Well, I, I, I look at it like a, a CNC machine, you know, you, you program a CNC machine to do whatever, mm -hmm. you know, five access, seven access, whatever. So being able to be doing one thing and then two seconds later, okay, we're done with that, and you can instantly change to something else, um, it's just that'll be awesome. for. Yep. But the implement of it will be very difficult. But, but think about what we just talked about. Right. If you've got a whole line of 3D printers. Right. Or or something like that, you just download a file. Now they can start making something else. Right? Yeah, maybe you need a different material, or or okay, so a robot can change the material, or a human, or it, I mean, it's gonna get to that point. I mean, and you think about I, I don't know if you guys have ever if you ever read the uh, the the Amazon story. I forget what the book's called. I listened to the audio book of it. I don't know if you ever listened to it. Of how Amazon got started because they were they were really a book reseller right that started, but they the, there's a lot of talk about just in time, um, like just in time uh, provisioning or just in time just in time is a children's cartoon yeah but <laughs> but then also just in time delivery just in time warehousing right it's like the goal is to keep your warehousing inventory as lean as possible mm -hmm. you don't want it as a bunch of stock just well, sitting yeah. there I mean it's 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 like all these people, because of Facebook, all these people have the opportunity to be an entrepreneur because they don't have the overhead. You know, my wife, yeah. my wife sells Color Street. You know, well, Ashley, our shirt, our shirts. Yeah, we, our shirts. We don't have a bunch of inventory sitting somewhere. Exactly. When you, if you order one of our shirts, um, it gets printed when you order it. Now, I mean, because when we did our order, I mean, it took a little bit. It took right. a little while, and that was right when COVID happened, right. too. But it's kind of the same well, thing. Like, we don't have to maintain an inventory of all of our shirts. Like, we've got like ten or twelve the, different the shirts. Everything out there. store. Everything was, store. Yes. Yes. That, have you listened Jeff to that? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really, really good uh, uh, audio book, or I'm sure uh, regular book too. But right. Um, 
we don't have to keep an inventory of every shirt, every size. Right. Like, and it, we couldn't afford that. No. It, <laughs> and it, if you could drop ship, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is that, I mean, you know, you can use the tax breaks cause you're using this part of your house for your business. And then you just drop ship everything. I mean, you have no inventory, you have no overhead, so you can beat prices on most things. Yep. And, you know, it's making people be able to, and in this day in life, you know, everybody has to have two incomes. I mean, just, just the way life is pretty much everybody has to be working. So having that side hustle or, or whatever else, you know, it's, I, mine is empty. I'm I sad. We, I'm very I mean, sad. I'll get open here in a second. No, I don't. I, I, no, I we're going to we're going to crack that open for the Bronco. I, so. I know, but I would love to have another one of those. Oh, I've got more. Okay. Um, <laughs> but will it be as good as that 2018? Well, well, that's why we got to compare it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so it's like I mean that's the whole that's the whole impetus of 5G being able to, I guess, usher in this new era, because if you have even if you have different plant lines, maybe they make up different machineries, 3D printers, robots, humans, whatever. I mean, I even have, I've even talked to some customers, they're, t- they're using HoloLenses, Microsoft HoloLens. What's that? The, the glasses. Like the, oh, okay. The, it's, it's not virtual reality, it's augmented reality. So right. augmented reality is where you can still like see, but then you see, it's kind of like when you play, po- like you can play Pokemon Go in augmented reality, where you can see the real world through your camera, but then you see the actual Pokemon. Okay. So that's augmented that's reality. What, so what, it augments your reality with something that's not there. That's what Apple Maps are getting ready to do yeah. with their new release. So the and I think Google Maps, like if you're doing Street View and you're walking, yep, direct, it'll do that right. Yep. So if you so like I, I've talked to customers where they're they're going to have a, a somebody wearing a Microsoft Hololens for augmented reality, and say they've got to fix a machine. It will bring up the no manual. Way. It'll tell them, okay, take this off first, check this next. It will be in front of them so there's no they don't have so, to look at anything. So when you were putting these seats together, if you had these special glasses, <laughs> you could put that. I would have known there. that you flipped the no, the hand, no, the, no. The, the, the armrest R, on those the R were correct. And then I got sidetracked and the R and L got switched and it was taken. Augmented care. reality could have helped there. <laughs> But I mean, you think about stuff like that, but being able to quickly reconfigure a manufacturing line. Because if you think about it, if everything's wired and plugged in, yes, it's very hard to reconfigure something. Like auto manufacturing is a perfect example of that. But if everything's wireless, which you need very high bandwidth, very low latency, which 5G can provide, it's very easy to swap out components. Yeah, they still need power. Right. But see, I wonder, like, my dad works for a a box board company mm-hmm. and I wonder how that would be able to uh, switch dies or whatever if they were changing yeah. you know lines from that you know what I mean it would just be the the possibilities are endless with you know it it it's just your imagination on what you can do with it and the the what I the augmented reality is. Oh yeah, it's it, going to be a game. Yeah, changer, that man. that will be awesome. But here's my problem: I wear glasses. I don't wear contacts because I. But you can get prescription ones, I'm sure. Right. Or you go over your glasses. Right. Kind of like a VR headset would would because, do. Because because you know I posted that thing of uh, the Apple 
uh, glasses that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they yeah. looked really cool, but you but, know what? Yeah. I I wear glasses. I I cannot wear contacts anymore because my, you know, eyes won't take them anymore. Basically, because by half a day I'm working dust and dirt. <laughs> so. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to mention about this before we moved on was like. So the Air, it says the Ericsson USA 5G Smart Factory, part of the new wave of manufacturing plants, including Stanley Black and, Black and Decker's manufacturer, manufactory in Hartford, Connecticut, that has the potential to add between $1.5 trillion to $2.2 trillion to the global economy by 2023, according to Capgemini Research Institute report issued last year. All based off of this connectivity... They talk about like there's like zero downtime because of the way they can reconfigure things so quickly. Um, it's just it's like this whole smart factory like industry, you know, 4.0. It's just it's gonna get crazy, folks. I like I it's like that work right that word right there. The network slicing. Yeah. Hmm. And this is all the you, the hardware, but it's it's all driven by software. It's all. Like there's got to be, you've got to have security. You've got to have right. a lot of software behind I'm, this hardware. I'm sure. I'm sure the hackers will have a heyday getting into yeah. these systems. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yes. And then they talk about a little, a lot about um, AI and artificial intelligence and machine learning as well. And um, we don't need to get into the uh, Huawei thing. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but that was interesting too. Yeah, there's a pretty cool video of it. Um, if you go to the link in the show notes, if you want to watch the interview, did you guys watch this? Uh, I watched a little bit of it, but yeah, I didn't watch it's all pretty of cool. it. Yeah, how about NEC and Blue's five G technologies? It just, it just blows my mind that you know it's 2020, and all this stuff is just happening so fast. Yeah, five G has a lot of implications for a lot of different industries. And, I, and I, yes, it's a it's just a number increment, but because it's such a leap in technology, as far as I mean, we've had wired speeds that that fast for a while, right. but being able to do it wirelessly is what's going to enable a lot of these things that just don't make a lot of sense to hardwire, or it's just too much trouble to hardwire. I also wonder what it's going to do for, you know, like. Some of the IoT things that are only two two point four gigahertz. Yeah, I mean, eventually, I mean, people are going to have to step up and say, you know, we can, you know, I have five G at my house, and pretty much I have it turned off because if I add a, a Wise Cam or or something like that, it only works on the two point four gig. You can't. You don't have them both running simultaneously. Well, I have because if I have my phone set to two point four or to five G. I can't physically set up my Wisecam because you, be it, you have to be on the same network. Right, I got you. So mm. I think until... I've had that problem with some things before. Like, we were on vacation one time, and, you know, Arlo was still young. He takes a nap. You know, I brought one of my cameras with me to set it up, and I could not physically set it up at our, our condo that we had mm. because they were only 5G there in that condo. Mm. And it was just one of those things that hopefully, you know, the IoT will go, okay, well, we're going to start becoming backwards compatible to 2.4 or 5. Yeah. Because, you know, 5, I noticed a big difference when I have 5G on at my house. 
you know, I'm pulling three, 350 off a cell phone, you know, right. where mm -hmm. on 2.4, I might get like 190. I think a lot of, a lot of the IOT devices, 2.4, cause they get better range. Right. Um, there's, I mean, most of the newer ones are, are 5G or, or they'll do both. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of, uh, like some of my smart thing stuff still 2.4 yeah. because they get better range and they don't have to be as close to an access point or the hub or whatever. Right. So. I think it'll it'll only get better, and like when the Wi-Fi six stuff comes out, it's like, uh, and then what happens? Like, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be backwards compatible, but again, right. what if you're on Wi-Fi six, your phone's on Wi-Fi six, you're trying to set up a two, like it's probably not going to work yeah, too well. Like exactly. At that point, you need to be able to just switch to Bluetooth or NFC. Yeah, to, right. To the near field. Right. Yeah, NFC near field communicate. Yeah, that would Wise. be. Yeah, yes. that's why Ubiquity has that. They have a either they have Bluetooth. FC, yeah, for that same reason, like, or if you don't want it, if you don't have a Wi-Fi yet, you can s still set it up. So. Right. Look All at right. that. Well, the last article we have today. I risk. I really wish I could just say, I don't need a truck, because that thing is sexy. Yeah, I just the form factor of it. Like, did you guys? I seen somebody post, I don't know if it was one of you guys, one of our groups, or it was just something else random I seen. Somebody posted an FJ Cruiser, the old Bronco, and then it said like what some so many years later, and then it had the new the Ford Bronco, the new version. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Cause like if you look at like the clearances, like compared to like uh the Wrangler and other things and I, I, the more like when I first seen like the 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 leaked photos and stuff, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And then as I've seen more, we watch like if you watch this, like so this was um, I think this was was this yeah the Motor Trend. So not only did they have like two hundred and thirty some pictures on their site, if you click the link in the show notes, they've got a video and like I sent you guys that video. Yes. Uh, they've got the two door, the four door. They talked about the um the, the sport the a sport, little bit. The sport now, looks like a, a Range Rover I, I uh, know, sport but, to me. But here's the here's the thing. You would think the sport would be like the the coolest whatever. And to me, honestly, the sport looked like it was a downgrade because it had the eight inch display. It didn't have mm. all the the extra features that some of the other stuff did. And most of the time, you know, you think of a sport is it, it has the higher stuff and it's you know yeah. the better the better model, you know. Like Aaron talked about earlier, he got the uh, the uh, Explorer XT or whatever the ST ST yes twelve second mm -hmm. SUV with just a tune. He said, yeah. And you know that and and you brought up a great point. Why did they not do? An EV model. Yeah. Because they have the technology right now. Because they did the, what was it? The Mustang, Mustang the Mustang E-Coupe or whatever it was called. The, um, what was it called? Mustang E-something. E, yeah, it was E-something. Yeah. But why not offer that? And then they have or, the, the investment in Rivian. I mean, maybe they or, will eventually. But, but, you know, think about it. Think about our last podcast where we did the F-150. And it had the, the the hybrid. Why not even have a hybrid? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, 
Maybe that'll eventually come. Maybe they're maybe did, they're kind of still judging to see what the market's going to be did, for this. Did you see the meme of OJ's OJ's yeah. blazer, and then somebody updated the, the it Bronco, with the new the, or the, the new Bronco? Yeah, and, it was basically like this one with the white, and that was funny. But. Yes. Yeah, I think um, I think it's cool that they're doing it. I mean, I think because uh, what what do you have, Matt? The uh, escape. Not the Escape. You have the uh, Ford Edge and a Ford the Explorer. Edge. Do they even make the Escape anymore? Yeah. So what? So they're not getting. You said they were. Did they discontinue the Edge? Nope. No. Not okay. that I'm aware of. I mean, I, I think it's cool. I think. I mean, they're definitely competing directly with the the Wrangler and Toyota's not making the FJ anymore. They still making like the Land Cruiser and the Forerunner, but. Um, what I think is awesome is from the factory, you can run 35s yeah. on this from the factory. Yeah, so here's the uh, the specs. So you've got um, good. Whoa. <laughs> Four wheel. Yeah, let's choose this. That's pretty good. <sighs> what was this one again, Matt? This was... Epic Brewings, Quadruple Barrel, Big Bad Baptist, 2018. Rare release. Show it up to the camera so you can get a shot of it. That's so good. And it's warmed up nice. Yeah. Um, Very nice. Yeah, so the specs. So price, 30K to 60K. Which is pretty much normal for yeah. any line. Yep. But, I mean, is the sport going to be the lower end of that? Right, and, th- and that's what I was sad about, that, you know, that your sport from, you know, the, the little eight-minute video they had, it seemed like the sport was like the, oh, it's like the... Cutesy entry the level. Cutesy entry level, and then, you know, you had your... And what I really loved about it is you could take off your doors... Yeah, and still store them in all the back. Four, all, all four, four the in four, the back. Yeah. Yes, if you get the four door, they had all four doors and the top. And, and, or I think yeah. that maybe that was the soft. No, top. No, it was the soft top. But yes, you could store doors all four doors in the back. So if it was a beautiful day, you just pull your doors off, stick them in the back like the old T tops had huh. in, the, in 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 the late seventies, eighties. You know, I mean, just I, I really. Chevrolet, you screwed up when you made your <laughs> your blazer because Ford, I, mean, I do like the look of the blazer, but it it's not sharp. it is it, not the same thing. I mean, I had a seventy eight K five. If you're going to make a blazer, make a blazer, make a full size. And and maybe I mean, they, maybe they will now. Maybe Depends they on will. How well, this does. I know, but you know, and and what I love about the Bronco is is they did it to the original Bronco. I mean, if you take a early 60s Bronco and look at this, it is a pretty much identical, a little bit rounder, mm. uh, more polished yeah, I've not I've not seen a side-by-side next uh, to the original. Pull, just type in. What was try, uh, the Just type in, because there was a picture not too long ago. Of what? Of the, the Bronco, the early 60s Bronco, and the new Bronco, oh, like a like side, a side by side. Like, do you remember like Days of Confused, the movie? Yeah. The Bronco that the the coach pulled up in. 
So basically, if you look at that Bronco, mm-hmm. it's pretty much identical to the new Bronco, but it's just a little bit more rounded and more polished. See, looking at these pictures, to me, this looks smaller than... No, I mean, but the older Broncos, now the 80s Broncos were were the big, like the uh, K5, okay. you know, uh, gotcha. pre, pre-74, you know, had like the... Like the blue picture? Like right there, like that blue one right there. Let's see, I don't know if it's going to show, though. Hold on. It doesn't surely show I was thinking like thing. this... Like this really yeah. old one. So this. so those are pretty much those are pretty much close, but I mean the the same the same look is right there. Um, I, I mean when so I So that's the nineteen sixties Yes. Wow. That's OG for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's like yeah, there's definitely been iterations, right? And the new Bronco can be as what can be as wide as the '78 full size. Why is it can be as wide? What be- trim level is well, it's, it's, a wider base? It's because of the rims and tires. Oh, uh, the offset they're choosing. Yes, gotcha. because you can run the 35. A, a 35 from the factory without anything. And what is awesome is all the aftermarket products that you can already just put right onto it. I mean, they are going to wipe. They are going to make Jeep. Yeah, the, the aftermarket stuff was what I was pretty yeah, excited and, about. And because... Jeep, I mean, Jeep has been, I've, I've owned Jeeps. And to me, this Bronco, if it puts out like they said, is going to, to put a hurting on Jeep. And I know there's a lot of Jeep people out there yeah. that are that are Jeep, Jeep. This is all we do, Jeep. You yeah, know. but other than the Jeep, you had the Toyota FJ, which got discontinued. So right. there wasn't any other really competition in the no. last couple of years. No, you don't. Or the J, the JK, I guess. And so this is going to have a. There's two engine configurations. And I'm still sad about that. Why didn't they? Well, there's a th- there's a 2.3 liter, 270 horsepower. Turbo, 16-valve. Right. And then there's a 2.7-liter, 400-pound, or what was the horsepower? 310 twin horsepower, twin-turbo V6. And and that's basically what they and were What running. were you talking about with... Uh, there's your fly, friend. What, what were you talking about? What were you talking about with the uh, EcoBoost or whatever? Well, no, it or? was the... It was the... What was it called? The Power... Power Boost? And on the it, new F-150? The, the F-150 yeah. on our last episode... You know, they were talking about the power boost, which was going to have a range of 700 miles. Yeah. You know, but but then I got to thinking about that later. You know, I get about 435 out of my, my V8 in my truck. So is that 700, and I have the smaller tank in my truck, is that the bigger tank? with a little bit of a battery to get you that 700 because I think, I think they have like a 36 gallon tank and mine's like 28. Hmm. So is that the difference in the 700? You know, we were all excited about it in the first place because, you know, 700 miles off of one tank of gas. I mean, I don't, I, I personally don't drive that much. I am the type of person that if I'm at a half a tank, I'm empty. And my <laughs> wife is 
when the lights on, you know, for you, two days, for two days. <laughs> oh, I know. I got, I got this. I know my car. I'll fill. <laughs> and you know, and it, that kind of stuff gives me a little bit we of anxiety. Yes. We love you. We love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But fill your tank up at a half tank. So especially in the winter, cause you don't know what's going to happen. Seven speed manual or 10 speed auto. So I have the 10 speed auto in my 2018 and I have a normal mode, a tow mode, a rain, a snow mode, a towing mode, and then sport. So I'm kind of curious because they were talking about having like a creep. Yeah. Yeah, I got that in my truck. And, yeah. But I guess it's like a lot of people, like some, like I've seen people in the video for even this the video that they did. They were like, oh, manual. I'm like, why would you want a manual off-road? I guess because there was like a low, there was like a granny could, gear, super low gear. But gear. I don't want to worry about shifting gears if I'm like creeping yeah. or really going over. Yeah, but there's a, but, but actually a lot of that can help you if you're going to off-road. But in all honesty, if you're paying 60 some thousand dollars for a truck yeah. or a, a, a SUV, are you going to take it into the mud or over rocks? I mean, yeah. do you where did, didn't this have a video with it? There was one, yeah. So it's in the, and they it's were the link. I'm just you know, and they were showing, you know. Oh yeah, they were. You, well, it, is it was there? Ford said they were going to have six, like discovery parks or whatever. Yes. I don't forget what they called them. I don't remember the exact term, but they were going to have like six different off road. Um, experiences like that you, where you could go and test drive these and, and get like and really see what because uh, let's be honest, most people who own Jeeps or an off road vehicle they don't no. they don't do this stuff. I no, mean, and 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 I had an FJ and took it off road like five times. What, I, I know, and you borrowed my uh, GoPro <laughs> back when they came yeah. out. And that was a pretty cool little video, but yeah, I mean, but I was just doing like stream crossings and stuff. That was like, yeah, I mean, that was nothing and, super. And I have a, I have a four by four, and you know, the most off road scene is uh, when your, I took it into my backyard, say your backyard, and and moved moved a tree with it or or whatnot. Because I'm sorry, but if I pay fifty some thousand dollars for a vehicle, I'm not going to go out and and trail ride it. Yeah. You know, I'll go buy a, you know, $2,200 Jeep that's beat to crap. Yeah. Make that your trail. And, and, yeah. and I, I don't yeah, care I, if I, I slam it into a tree or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Here's but, a, yeah. Here's a picture with the doors off. So where's in there? A yeah. Picture? I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's in there. I don't, I don't think I have it in the, okay. in our show notes. In our but show notes. Yeah. There's definitely a picture of it with the, so that if you look like the one on the left, the Florida map. It, they had a picture showing it, it was in the video too. They had all four, all four doors. doors. Now, granted, you're going to lose some visibility because you couldn't like see yeah. out so, past them. So, but. what was cool about this is what they did with the doors. They're all aluminum, so they're light. Yeah. And the the subframe was a boxed. Uh, what steel did they say it was? Yeah, it was in that article you posted earlier. I didn't. I didn't link that other article that okay. we were looking at earlier, but. Uh, yeah, the the they steel had a bunch of they ba- like all the tech stuff and everything they said like, like for the bor- suspension. Was it bor- no boron? No, no it was like there was steel, aluminum. 
but they made it basically so when, you know, basically if you had all your doors and your top off, it would still be structurally sound. That way you wouldn't ever have to worry about it. I mean, and that looks very spacious. So Elizabeth has always wanted a Jeep, and her car, before the warranty ran out, we had, or her van, I mean, I took it in, and they had it for three weeks, fixing just this yeah. and that and everything. And they gave us a four-door Jeep, hard top, you know, to drive, because her warranty covered. Yeah, this does look cool. So she was like, I always wanted a Jeep, blah, blah, blah. Well, she drove it twice and said, I don't want a Jeep. <laughs> you know, and, and I just wonder if 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 you don't get the hardtop version like that or, I mean, because Jeeps, in my opinion, they're cool for a, like a weekend thing. But a daily driver to me, I want a nice, quiet sound system. I mean, I can hear everything. And with the Jeep, in my opinion, you have all this outside noise that you're trying to deal with. Yeah, especially if you don't have a hard top. Uh, if you have the well, no, top. this even had a it Still, had a factory hard top, yeah. and it it was just it was just it was horrible, yeah. and. And the day I took it back, like Arlo, like threw up everywhere all over it. It was, it was a bad. I mean, I'm like, I went through like a whole thing of wipes. Oh no! I mean, it was, it was. Being a Jeep, can you just pressure wash the inside? Well, yeah, probably. But I was on the side of the road taking it back (laughs) to get her car, and it, it was just, it was a horrible day. I was just like pulling my hair out. Yeah, I do like some of the tech that's in this though. Like there was another article we were we were looking at earlier about the tech that didn't make it into the show notes, but like the display, like the you got the um it tells you the uh the off road status, like right. it tells you like your pitch and your 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 tilt right. and all which that my, stuff. Which mine they integrated that because I have an off road mode in mine. In your F one fifty in my F one fifty that actually tells your your percentage deg- mm. and everything. <laughs> but what was cool is I just wonder because Apple put the key pass in on this oh, yeah. on their new update, oh, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's and I wonder if they're going to be able to integrate. I mean, but what what really killed me is that this has the new twelve inch display, but the Sport hmm. only has like an eight inch display. To me, I think it's the Sport is more of that around town, right? Yeah, this the, the interior of this. I really like the interior. Of oh this. yeah, I mean it's so sleek, so simple. You've got mm-hmm. the old shit bar right there in yes, the middle yes. on, the, on the passenger side. Because <laughs> normally Jeeps, it's up like up in the uh, a pillar. The a pillar. Yeah. Another thing too, I don't know if you guys caught it in the video, like they put the the mirrors in the a pillar. Yes. So so when, when you, you take, take your doors, doors off, off, your mirrors are still there. Yeah. Which some people are like, you know, I would like to be able to take the mirrors off because depending on where you're off roading, so you may need, you may not want them yeah. in the way. So, but so the I guess only you can fold them in. The only thing that Jeep has over this is that you can actually physically lay down the the front windshield of the Jeep. Oh, is that even in the newer models yes. though too? Yes, huh. but um, they had when I had her car in there, they had a. Uh, model that had it all folded down and whatnot and you know it had like this big open area where it should have had 
something that made it look better when your top was off. But you got to take off your windshield wipers and everything oh, else yeah. to lay it down. And it's just. Well, I think like you said, one of the big things of this is going to be the accessibility. Like there's a ton, like even in, even in this slideshow. So if you, if you go to the show note, the link in the show notes, they've got a over 200 pictures in the slideshow and they've got some mm-hmm. accessories in there, like light bars. And well, right just, there, right there, it says there's 42 bolt-ons factory bolt-ons yeah. and, and we're not even we're not even talking aftermarket exterior stuff. yeah yeah and that i mean that could be a that's going to be a big factor like, oh yeah like how i mean so it can be a pain in the butt trying to find good good stuff like to to add to i mean well jeep's been around forever so there's tons of that stuff but well just like your toyota you know i was yeah. i got in it and i looked up and i was like you got a factory GoPro mount, yeah, yeah, in your in your Toyota yeah. truck, yeah, right on the windshield. It's like I'll never use it, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that'll be a big driver. Um, and I think the biggest like if if they came out with an EV version, I think that would be sick. Yes, I think I think next year or well, twenty twenty two that we will possibly see a hybrid or an EV version and depending on what they do with Rivian, you know? Yeah. I mean, they have that investment. That doesn't mean they can, you know, it's not going to be free, but they, I'm sure there's something in there that says they, they can use their technology for price or whatever, you know, I mean, that would be silly if they didn't, but, but but look at the aftermarket uh, of Jeep. And just think what kind of business this is going to boom for aftermarket for Bronco parts. I mean, you know, and, you know, kudos to Ford for actually listening to what your consumers want. You know, Chevy was like, you know, everybody was like, yes, we want a full-size K5 uh, Bronco or, uh, I mean, Blazer. You know, and they're, they're, they just put in, you know, this, I, I love the look of it. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a, it's gorgeous, but you know, it's one of those things. It's like, give the people what they want. As we're wrapping up, I wanted to talk about your last video. Yes. That was an actual really cool, uh, <laughs> stop Matt. <laughs> You're being very loud. Um, yes, this was an. I was very, very impressed with this tool. Um, uh, the horizontal cuts were very nice. The vertical cuts. I'm sorry. The, but so you got that the, backwards. Yes, the <laughs> vertical cuts were 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 easy to do. The horizontal cuts kind of like made me soaking wet, but uh, it it did make. Uh, easy work of what I had to do. What did you have to do? I had to cut a hole from my... Uh, God, it looks gnarly. Oh, God, dude. That so there thing, was, was there two blades on there? There's two blades on there. And basically, when I was doing the the cuts, I had to support on my... And both my arms were bruised from where I was holding it to, to support it. And it, it, was, it was kind of a... I mean, <laughs> Elizabeth was like... This sucks. Yeah, she, wasn't she? Because uh, you had to run. Yeah. You had to hook a water. I hose had to up hook to a water hose. And up she's to got it. the shot back. She's got the shot back. Just sucking I, up the water. She, okay. I think I told you. I don't know if I told you. 
So I got like Snapchats, Snapchats every like hour, like of him. Like she's like, this is where we are. Like she's like, it, like he was like covered in like concrete sawdust or whatever. And she like I just seen Liz like sitting there with the shop echoes. <laughs> what the heck? So I was talking about since. Oh, I didn't and even I see getting, that before. I, I was I was talking about my geothermal, and that's oh, why I was making the, this uh, path through. Yeah, pass through because uh, uh, I I was taking my two systems and turn into one. Where are you standing at when you're shooting this? Uh, I'm I'm in that because finished area by the laundry room. Yeah, it's it's behind the laundry room. So basically, that used to be my work area. Where's the block wall at? That is a because where my fireplace was. So back in the 50s, when you had a fireplace, they had a opening that you could open. It was called an ash dump. Uh, yeah. Well, I had so, one in the old house. Yeah. So inside of there is like but a, that's not where you were cut. You weren't cutting them. No, no. I was cutting into side. my cistern. You're on the other side of that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. basically, I'm cutting out of my basement wall into my old cistern which is not used anymore it doesn't hold water or anything but that thing was cool yeah and so you know i was when i when i called the rental company and was like i need to you know rent a saw was 55 dollars a day for just a regular electric concrete saw yeah we were looking at that and he was like, well, what are you doing? I was like, well, I got to cut a pass through through my basement wall into my sister. And he was like, he was like, you don't want to use a regular concrete saw because you'll have to chip it out and blah, blah, blah. He said, you need to use this. Well, unfortunately, it's $150 a day for this saw. But, but <laughs> so it actually cut like an inch and a half wide. That so allows you three, to chip out yeah, that. So you could go three inches deep. And they gave you that tool. And to, they gave you that tool, and you <laughs> break that concrete, so that thing could plunge cut up to 16 inches deep. Holy moly. How thick was that wall? Uh, I, it was eight and a half on my uh, concrete wall. But still, wall. you could get through it. No problem. So, so basically, I made my two uh, cuts, and then I had to section it off. And then, of course, when I was done with it, where I did my paver patio project... <laughs> It rained, so all that dirt right there, I couldn't take all my concrete out because it was just solid. Oh, wood. yeah. here. Yeah. So how wide did you make that? Uh, I was able to make it two foot wide. So oh, was there a reason you didn't make dang. it like standard door width? So uh, could I couldn't make there? it door width because... You didn't want to take the... Well, of the low, is it low bearing? There, right beside where I cut is a an I-beam okay. that's... A, so my house is brick block, so ninety. So you got to go through the laundry room to get into. The yeah, so were. right, okay. right there where now you see the exactly tape, right there. So basically, I cut as far as I could. That right opening, on against the I beam and then to the yeah. wall. So I cut right and there. And then is there a is that a is that a two by eight or two by ten header going the other way? Yes. Or what is that? So there's that's just that's. This is the end of my house right yeah. here. So this and where's is, the opening, the top opening for that? There, it's not there anymore. Where was it? It was it was in the foyer when you walk in the front door. Before that was before built, before over. I covered what's it those, over. Uh, what's those? What is, those are the, the lines old. that run to my to my old garage that they converted into a great room. Gotcha. So I've I've been wanting to open this up anyways, just because. 
I mean, it's it's a, it's a ten by ten by twelve. Room. Yeah, it's wasted space right now. It's wasted space. So now, once they run their ducks and everything, I can set up shelves, use it for cold storage or or just regular storage for anything. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so that that made a nice cut. It, I zoom in once I get my um, mm-hmm. light up there, and you can yeah, actually see all the, all the way, way through. through. And you know, I was really, really impressed with that saw. And, you know, it was heavy and it was cumbersome. And I was curious on how I could actually get it to the floor and everything. And once yeah. I finally, you know, figured it out, once I got the big chunks of concrete out, I was able to just go ahead and square it up. So basically, if you ever needed Here's to cut Liz, a hole, uh, yeah. Cleaning up your mess. Yep, cleaning up my mess. <laughs> She was miserable for the and and you know that's probably why she kept Snapchat me. She's like, "Come and save me." She, but I yeah. was, I was like, I was, it was in the middle of the day, so I was like, I wish I could go over there and help. But. I know, and it, and and you know, God love her. She was like, "This is miserable." And I was like, "You didn't have to run the saw the whole time, you know." And I had a, I had honestly probably about four and a half, five hours into this project, and yeah. It was horrible, but had to be done. It, it actually, if I would have used just a regular concrete saw and would have cut, 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 I mean, you could, uh, a real concrete saw can cut six inches, maybe. Yeah. It would have been way worse. And then I would have had longer. to take my hammer drill and break that concrete up, and I was able to chunk this out. Push it in. I mean, if because that, that goes all the way through. It's, yeah, if you fast forward it a little bit, uh, you can see me like making my cut, and then I, you know, push it in, and and so basically, I was talking about right there where you know I cut it deep, and then you just take that and you just break it, and it actually it just works so well. Hmm. So if you, you said 150 bucks, yeah. So it was, and if you would have paid someone to do it, it was. Uh, I called Ohio Concrete uh, Cutting Sawing. What I I forget the name of there. He said, "Oh well, if it's about two feet by eight feet or whatever this is, he was like that'd be about thousand dollars." Holy, like, it's, I was all like, it's all labor. It's it's all labor. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, I still had to deal with the concrete. So this way I spent $150, five hours of my time. You know, my time is, is free basically. I mean, when you do projects yourself, you're saving a lot in labor, yeah. but yeah, here's, here's where I just, so, so I, are those I pieces did, still laying in there? Yeah. Those pieces. <laughs> well, the, those pieces are laying there because when I finished this, I yeah. had the, I had the golf cart set up there. I had the yeah. thing. I was going. How much do you think those weigh? Uh, probably about 150 pounds a piece. So what I was going to do is take the dolly, set it on the back of the thing, and lift it up that way, and then take it back. But I walked outside when I finished this, and it was freaking raining. Yeah. And I have just dirt still there because I haven't (laughs) finished uh, doing the seed and straw from that because I'm going to wait till fall. But you know. I mean, it was a, it was a great tool. Mm. I mean, if you ever need to cut through your concrete basement wall or I know who to call any any yeah yep <laughs> yeah any any concrete wall. I mean, that was a great tool to use. 
And I am so glad that the tool company cared enough, and it was Ted's Rental in Milltown. If you're, yeah. uh, or because they could just let you rent that. Yeah, they could. Been, they could. You would have been, like, been in. You would have been like, man, this. <laughs> well, I mean, it was one of those jobs. Is like this is going to absolutely suck, and it and it and it was bad, but that tool made it so much better. I mean, it made it. I mean, it took probably a eight to ten hour job and made it a five hour job. I didn't know that was a race, Joe. Oh, it was no race. <laughs> it was just it was the perfect temperature. Yes. Couldn't uh couldn't keep it at bay. All right, guys. Episode eight in the books. Yes, sir. Um, I think uh I think we're good to go from two weeks from now, right? No no conflicts or anything. I can think of two weeks. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for those that are listening to the podcast version. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow us on, uh, Facebook and, uh, you know, slash, uh, DWB show, follow us on Twitter at DWB show. And if you want to listen, uh, continue to listen to the audio versions, you know, make sure you follow us on there as well. Um, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google play music, uh, Spotify and all that. So we appreciate it. Yes. Thank you very much. Bye everybody.